Warning, what you are about to hear is real. This is no audio drama. There is no script. Real people will engage in improvisational role play, making it up as they go along, prompted, some might even say railroaded, by the game master. So, in that sense, this isn't really real, but it is real. Oh, and we swear. Plus, there might be adult situations. Hence, the warning at the beginning. Maybe we should put one at the end, too? Listener discretion is advised. Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 12, Color of Lightning. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Much like Dead Space, but not as cool. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe as Roy. Also known as the main character from Dead Space 3. Matt as Rocky. You know, these clowns will look really great in that emo room that I'm putting together back at the mansion. Emo Phillips. And Brian as Pippa. How can I have two showings scheduled at one o'clock? Well, welcome back, everybody. How is, uh, how are we doing tonight? Do we have a nice day? I understand you're on vacation, Matt. Yeah, I finally decided for some me time, so... I mean, the OnlyFans is really starting to pick up, so I don't need to be uh, out in public as well. Yeah, much. watching them, it doesn't matter. You can pick them up anytime. It's only ceiling fans. Yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of people out there are willing to pay money for a 24-7 live stream of a ceiling fan. I know I do. All right, uh, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, please, please, please drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com because... We don't have any letters to read. This is so sad. I'm so sad right now. You can also spray paint your letter on Matt's house. Yes, that's true. We'll give you the address at the end of the show, and you can drive over to Matt's house and just spray paint letters. Or just honk your horn at midnight, if you know what I mean. Like clowns. But on the the bright side, the show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you to Jordy Rose, The Voices in the Dark, Brittany Davis, Barry Robeson, Chris Parker, Elizabeth Grieve, Madeline Turnipseed, Atulia, Jefferson Bell, Eric Zane, Brownie Davis, Olda Polkert, Wouter Vermeyen, Mitch L., Lobster Johnson, Frank Delventhal, Kyle Sherman, David Winterman, John Imray, Huge Pie, Daniel Hissey, Eric Phillips, Malambra57, Snow, Daniel Caprone, Dom Driver, Amanda Power, John May, Davinia Vonzerovich, Wild Pants, Eric Setterberg, Dakota Smith, Phil Dickinson, Robert Jameson, Mall, Boston Harbor Horror, A.E. Jonesy, Yasmin Amber, Andrew Petty, Bastard King, Yogg, Marty Dixon, Liz Moonberry, Rain, Young Old One, Stephen Gregory, Gregory Schmucker, Rolling Boxcars, Chainsaw Unicorn, Sheldon Warner, Captain Vashton, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Peter VDB, Hoser underscore 21, Alexandra Kroska, Holden Omans, Nicholas Hutto, Ineptus Astartes, Ba Trand, Phil Campbell, Justin Levesque, AJ Ake, James Brown, John Konopasik, Kevin G, Mick Cope, Robert Lamb, and finally Matthew. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah, no problem, guys. Can you guess how many people that was? Matt said this many. You're dang close. It was 
69. Nice. <laughs> I don't get it. Before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Crikey. Welcome back to Wild Survival Hunt. I'm Bruce Dundee, and on this very special episode, I'll be stalking the most elusive critter on planet Earth, the cicada. Now, as you know from our previous 18 episodes, the cicada is a creepy crawler that hatches once a year. But we're after an extremely rare subspecies known as the Titty. It's got huge eyes and only hatches once every 20 years or so here in Australia. We call it the Down Under Bug. Now, my showrunner has informed me they're due to hatch any minute now, out here in this remote flatland, just before sunset. Not much to see, really. Just some scrub, a few rocks, and the odd rue or two. I wouldn't expect to find the majestic cicada emerging in this environment, but what do I know? I'm just a wild survivalist. In fact, if it weren't for my producers, I wouldn't have been drinking this special cocktail for four weeks straight. It tastes a right mess, like a Vegemite shake. But they assure me the pheromones will help protect from any aggressive cicada swarms. According to them, that'll lead to higher ratings. Heck, anything for the bottom line, right? Oh wait, I think I can hear the little buggers now. Can you detect the buzzing and clicking? Where is that coming from? No, you idiot, don't point the camera at me. Wait, why are you pointing the camera at me? Oh, oh lordy, I shouldn't have eaten that chalupa at the airport. Ow, that hurts too much to be Mexican food. Something's pushing from the inside of my stomach. G'day, mate. Next up on Nostalgia TV, it's another hilarious installment of My 3000 Bug Sons. Stay tuned. And we're back. What'd you guys think of that product under service? I mean, that pitch had more twists and turns than the M. Night Shyamalan movie. It was great. So like three. It's a village. What was that movie called again? I think it was called Don't Go Out to the Edge of the Fence Area Because You'll See a Car. It was called Extended Metaphor and You're Bored. Isn't that every M. Night Shyamalan movie title, though? Well, I've already invested several million Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance coin, XRP, Dogecoin, Tether, Cardano, Polkadot, Uniswap, Litecoin, Chainlink, VeChain, Solana, Stellar, Theta, Filecoin, Tron, Neo, Monero, and PancakeSwap, and the NFT for that Procter service. Um, can anyone spare a buck for some coffee? Because now I'm dead broke. Coin. Uh, we've got financing. You don't need coffee and avocado toast. Just save up, idiot. Yeah, maybe you should take a second job. Is there an NFT for that I can buy so I don't have to actually work? Look, when I was your age, I worked two hours a week and I bought a house. So clearly you can do it. You bought the DVD of House? Yeah. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 12, Tape 4, Hot Pippa Spray. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. 
With no all-consuming mystery to solve, daily life pulls our investigators of the unknown in different directions, and they drift apart in pursuit of menial tasks. Roy joins Bugsy Jr. and Tina Quinlan for dinner, who conveniently forget to tell him about an unexpected fourth guest at the supper table. Rocky heads into Arkham to refill his pain pills and pick up some grub and spies a curious poster advertising a traveling sideshow coming to town. Pippa drives back from Boston to find her house has been ransacked by an intruder. A cool wind begins to blow on this July evening, bringing with it the dark promise of change. And only time will tell if it will be for better or much, much worse. Pippa, you're leaning against your car in the driveway, arms crossed, feeling about as lousy as you ever have, except for maybe at your father's funeral. Strobe lights flash, blue-red, blue-red, giving everything a tawdry glow in the early evening. Nearby neighbors are standing out on their lawns, gawking at the circus of fire truck, ambulance, and police car. What must they think of you, the fancy realtor from New York City, only recently come to Arkham? You can guess. You've dealt with their type before. But tonight, you can't blame them. At least you had the presence of mind to dial 911, and then, immediately after, phone your new friends at Blaine Manor. A few feet away, Rocky and a paramedic are examining Charlene's eyes. The pepper spray did a number on your assistant's face, the skin puffy and red, raw-looking. Tears run freely from the corners of her eyes as she sobs in pain, trying to answer the attendant's questions. You look away, racked with guilt. Sure, she isn't the world's best assistant, but she didn't deserve the dose of chemicals you unleashed at her. Out of the front door, Bugsy Jr. and Roy emerge from your house, chatting as if they'd been fast friends all their lives. Officer Tina Quinlan steps away from a group of firefighters who appear to be deeply disappointed there are no flames engulfing your home, and flips open a notepad. Uh, okay, Miss Chatterton. Tell me again what happened here tonight. Hold on one second. Hi, Roy! Focus, are you, are you in shock there? Like I said to the two other officers and the firefighter and the ambulance driver, I pulled in, I put my signs in the garage like I do every night, and then I walked to my front door and it was open. And everything was torn up. And I know I watch enough movies. I'm not going to go into my house because someone could still be in there. So I went right back to my car and then my assistant freaked me out. So I sprayed her. I really, I really feel bad about that. Just a couple other questions. Uh, you said uh, you found the door open. Uh, was it all the way open or did you touch the handle? Mm, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure I touched the handle. I was thinking, you know, how sometimes you can be forgetful when you leave the house and you're like, oh, my God, did I leave my door open all day? Totally. It happens to me all the time. I pushed on the door, and I was like, what? Did you happen to see anybody inside? No, just a strange person approaching me quickly when I got back to my car. Did you notice anything right off the bat? Anything catch your eye? Sometimes that first impression. Yeah, I th the couch was all shifted over and tipped a bit. The pillows were all over the floor. Everything was off the mantle. And you said it was your, your assistant? Yeah, I realized that after the fact. It was one of those things that clicked as the finger was pushing on the spray. Okay, I, I just have to ask. I know there was... There were some words uh, between you guys earlier. Not bad words. You know, in the heat of the moment, you know, maybe you two had an argument. 
I mean, she's not a great assistant, but I don't wish her any ill will or anything like that or uh, any pain at all. Is she doing okay? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that here in a sec. But uh, you know, just back, let's back up a sec. Uh, so you, you say she's not a great assistant? Uh, she's she comes in late. I mean, she's trying. You know, she's got it hard. I put up with a lot, but gotcha. But you guys haven't had any like altercations or anything. No, in the past. no. Oh, okay. We okay. don't have that type of relationship. Uh, just a strictly professional, right? Oh, of course, yes. If she shows up, it's professional. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, is there any reason you could think, like, somebody might break into your house? I can't think of anything. I mean, I'm a realtor, so maybe... Don't you mean realtor? No, no, I'm a realtor. I'm related to Skeletor. Maybe they were trying to find keys to a couple of the places that I'm showing? I, I honestly don't know. Oh, yeah, sure, I guess so. I suppose someone might try to break in and steal some keys. That's good. And you don't have anybody else who you might think might have broken in or had a reason to break in you know if i come up with anything i'll definitely tell you but i mean i'm still a little shaken up here i don't you know we're gonna have you walk through the house and uh will you walk through with me bugsy's gonna take care of you don't worry about that and you guys are checking the the backyard and stuff right sure sure yeah why don't you go ahead and give me a persuade roll please i needed a 40 i got a 47 i'm just gonna go here and uh let let the fireman go uh you, you sit here and Bugsy will be right over, so thank you for your time. If I have any more questions, I'll come back. Okay, thank you. Sure enough, Bugsy walks straight up to you with Roy in tow. Hey, Pippa, you doing okay there? I'm a little shaken up. Oh, yeah, I imagine. You did quite a number on uh, poor Charlene there. Did you guys find anything in there? Well, you know, it all looks like uh, someone came in and tossed the place a bit, but uh, we're going to need you to come in and walk around, take a look, see if you notice anything weird. Well, do you know what they were looking for? Well, we're hoping you could tell us. Well, I was talking to the other officer, and I, the only thing I can think of is maybe they're trying to get at my keys or my codes to the to the houses I'm showing, you know? Casing some places, maybe, or something. That's what they say, right? Casing? Well, yeah, Casing's kind of looking at it, trying to figure it out. Why don't you come on in with us, and uh, we'll take a quick look around. Rocky, doing okay over there? Don't talk to him. He's not cool. Yes, yes, I'm I'm doing fine. Thank you. Ken, why don't you come on with us, and we'll just take a quick walk. I, I, you probably got some sharp eyes on you, don't you? Uh, you know I got the sharpest eyes, especially when I'm not wearing my glasses you notice uh first thing off the bat here she ain't got no screen door <laughs> is there any question who did this crime it was roy hate crime plain and simple i mean it's just that simple i look at roy and i mouth ken and i mouth yeah my name's ken you don't know me come on uh, miss Cheriton. uh well let's take a walk inside and all we want you to do is just take a look around see if you see anything weird anything missing would be nice and anything you could tell us about have you run across any strangers lately anybody who you might know or might be looking to get something from you maybe you got some valuables would you like to know everything about my life <laughs> i'm a cop so I gotta, I gotta ask these things Stop resisting! And he takes you inside. So the only people who have been in here to take a peek at things are, so far, Bugsy Jr. and Ken Roy. Is there anything in your house that you're particularly concerned about? The only thing would be the jewelry box in my bedroom, but it's in the drawer next to the bed in the nightstand. And what might be in there that uh, you would be concerned about? Just a couple more trinkets from my dad, like his pocket watch and some little knickknacks from that were on his... Where is your special stone? Yeah, I've got it with me. And how is that uh, worn? Don't say anal beads. Don't say anal beads. Don't say... I wear it in my ass. It would make sense that you would wear it, for sure. Not in my ass. Not in your ass. Well, (laughs) maybe. No, you're right. You're right. 
It'd probably be, honestly, it'd probably be a necklace. It's too big to be anything else. It can't be a bracelet or an anklet or anything like that. So it would have to be a necklace because it's fairly, fairly large, size of a 50 cent piece. Butt plug? But I can fit it up there. Nibble ring? Where do you keep it when you're not wearing it? That jewelry box. Give me a spot hidden. I need a 30. I rolled a 47. That sucks. Kenroy, please also give me one. I needed a 75. I got a 66. You guys walk into the house and it's clearly a shambles. It does appear as if somebody was looking for something specific. Roy, you kind of noticed that by the nature of things being tossed, it didn't seem like it's a group of people. Maybe one or two people tops. There's just not enough tracks and, and overall damage. And it seems very particular what they were looking for in certain cubby holes, under the couch cushions, on the mantle. It almost looked like they were looking for something specific. They were being relatively careful with things up until they needed to actually upset something to get at it. The keys and the codes in your catch-all in the kitchen are relatively untouched. It looks like somebody maybe had quickly gone through and uh, tried to rummage through them just to see if they could find something. And your jewelry box has been jimmied. It's open and spilled out. All of your jewels are everywhere. But it doesn't look like there's anything that's missing. Oh. Well, I guess that's some luck, eh? Yeah, what were they looking for? They didn't take the keys. They didn't take any of my dad's stuff. I couldn't tell you, ma'am. It just looks like they were looking for something. I don't get it. Who would do this? All I do is sell houses. It's, uh, you know, sometimes these people, they maybe they're just trying to intimidate you. Maybe send a message. I don't know. Could be kids, but I don't know, Ken. What do you think? It kind of doesn't look like kids to me. I don't think kids would do this. This seems like only the kind of dumbassery that could come from adults. Yeah, it definitely smells of adults to me. Sorry to be the welcome wagon here, but, you know, I know you haven't been in town that long. I guess we kind of hope that Arkham would give you a better impression. It looks like they uh, busted in through the back door. They just kind of busted out one of the windows and let themselves in that way. You want to take a look? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, come on. Ken, come on over here. So right here, just in the, you know, past the kitchen, pass through. And you see right there, that's just prime, you know? Like, maybe if you had, like, a little deadbolt or something up there, that might help. They were able to just punch through, reach in, and turn the little lock and, and let themselves in, so... Can you guys recommend like any any security company or something that could get me a, an alarm system or something? Yeah, Smith and Wesson. But I wasn't here; it wouldn't have helped me. I would recommend that without you know lots of training and no training. You got it. Two day course. All right, Ken. As you're sort of looking at this broken glass, you notice just a little tiny tinge of red on one corner of broken glass. Good job, Roy. And I'll sort of go over to it. Eye it a little bit closer. Yeah, it looks like uh, someone might have got scratched. Hey, can we get the forensics in here? Oh, we got there, kid. There's some blood over here. Oh my god! Yeah, what? You're a regular bloodhound. Yeah, it smells good to. I mean, I'm not a vampire. I promise. All right, yeah, we'll we'll get somebody in here. Thanks for spotting that. Oh, jeez, I can't believe I missed that. Clearly, somebody is uh, amateur. If they let this happen, they, you know, they would should have used like a tool or something to smash out that thing. So whoever did this. Uh, Miss Chatterton is probably not uh, what I call a career criminal. And who knows, maybe you scared him off when you got here. I don't think I'm going to stay here tonight. I don't I don't feel safe enough. Oh, why are you scared? And, you know, if you don't mind, we're going to have to do some forensics here. Okay. Uh, if you could just, like, find another place to stay tonight. I don't know. Ken, do you know any place uh, Pippa could stay? I'm sure that Rocky wouldn't mind you staying with him. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. Thanks, Ro- Ken. 
You guys figure that out, and uh, you should be good here in the morning, so uh, we'll leave you to that. Thank you, Officer Bugsy. Yeah, Bugsy Jr. You can call you can call me Jr. if you like. Okay, Officer Bugsy Jr. If you can recollect anything, please give us a call. We'll, we'll be in touch uh, if we find anything from this blood, but, you know, if it's an amateur, I, I don't think it's going to amount to much. Well, I do appreciate all of your help. Please pass that along to everybody. Yeah, sure thing, sure thing. All right. You're welcome. Have a good night. I'll catch you later, kid, okay? Yeah, you have a good one, Bug. If you wouldn't mind uh, just helping uh, Pippa there, and we'll take care of the rest. Hey, Officer Junior? Yes? There's a six-pack in my fridge for you. Oh, if, well. Help yourself. My shift is ending pretty quick, so uh, thanks. Leave four of them for me. So uh, Bugsy takes off, uh, leaving the two of you to join Rocky. Uh, Charlene is gobbing her eyes, and she's she's like, I'm sorry, it's just this is the worst night I... <laughs> I was just coming over to to see Pippa and and give her some cookies that I baked for her. And this happens. I don't know why she hates me so much. I got to go to my grandma's birthday party tomorrow, and I was hoping Pippa would give me the day off. You you understand, don't you? Yes, yes. Of course. I totally. So uh, just between me and you, do you think I could sue her? Probably not. I mean, she did have legitimate grounds into the fact that her house had recently been broken into, and she was probably still on edge. Adrenaline can make you do all sorts of terrible things. I suppose so, but I'm the one who's got to bear the brunt. I mean, by the way, you wouldn't want to try and take her to, to criminal court anyway. This is something that you'd probably settle in small claims. Good to know. It's really nice because you don't need a lawyer. You can technically just represent yourself. It's a very simple system. You know, you want to read into it. There are many books at libraries. So maybe you could use this newfangled internet. I don't like to read so much. I just, maybe you could uh, represent me. You know, there's this really great thing called Audible.com, which is today's sponsor. Look at that transition. <laughs> and so the uh, EMT intervenes and puts some very painful eye drops in her eyes. And she screams and says, I can't see. I can't see. And he leads her off to the uh, back of the ambulance to give her a flush and fill. Oh, hey And uh, Rocky and Pippa join you in the driveway. So while I was out um, refilling my medication and picking up some supplies, for the house, I had a couple of these posters pop up. And I mean, they literally just popped out of nowhere. I mean, I was the only person in the drugstore. There was nobody else on the property. And when I walked in, the poster was not there. I got my medication. I turned around and it was there. Like, I searched the premises. There was nothing there. Um, another one incidentally popped up as I was coming out of the, the grocery store with some food. And I think I saw somebody dot down the alley next to it, but then I got the call about your house, and I dropped that to get here as soon as I could. I do appreciate that. Thank you for being here. Oh, of course. I mean, I hardly know you guys, and you have really supported me. This is is really nice. I had a nice dinner. Which was actually yesterday. Today is Monday. Oh. We kind of played things in reverse last time. We kind of messed with the timeline. Pippa, there there was something odd that happened to you on the way back home that maybe you'd like to share with your friends. Yes, I would like to share with them, but I'd like to not be near anybody else. Yeah, everybody seems to be pretty well occupied. I have this stone from my dad. <laughs> All throughout the war. I received a call on my way home. I was stuck in traffic, of course. Yes, 
It's horrible, but not as bad as your house getting broken into and now you don't feel safe enough to stay in it. Anyway, Professor Wingate Peasley, he called me out of the blue on my phone. I thought it was a client, of course, because I'm super popular. He was asking about my my necklace and I pulled my necklace out and showed them. This is the stone my dad gave, well, left to me. It's a ruby gem that looks like it's mushed down a little bit. It's hard to describe, but it almost looks like a coin shape. It's slightly rounded on both ends, like a like a hot pocket or a, a pizza roll. So it's a ring pop. Lens shaped. Yes, like a lens. That's a great way to describe it. But you can see the, the deep red ruby gleam to it. Even the dusk of the evening, you can see how pure it is. And there are some symbols on it. Well, you can't really see the symbols. It's dark. You can hear them now. He said he spoke to my dad about purchasing this. And I don't know who this is. I've never heard of this person before. What did you say his name was? Wingate Peasley. Interesting. I'll have to do some digging into that. Might still have a few friends in academia who might be able to reach out and see what they He's can lying. find. He's lying. He's never had any friends anywhere. They're acquaintances. He's also the professor at Miskatonic here in, in Arkham. Professor of Geosciences. While you do dumb stuff, Rocky, I'm just going to go up to Miskatonic University. Tonight? I don't think they're open. Give me an intelligence roll. needed a 75. I got a 33. Your adrenaline now is lowered, and you're starting to think a little bit more clearly. And you're looking out at the neighbors who are all on the their lawns kind of you know, surreptitiously rubbernecking it, maybe they saw something. But you'll never know unless you talk to them. Roy, why did Junior call you Ken? Oh. Is that like an alias? That's just my name sometimes. You wouldn't understand. You don't have sometimes names like I do. I look at Rocky and I'm like, huh? Don't play into it. Rocky has sometimes names too. He just doesn't like them because they're like bedwetter and idiot and stuff like that. Like I said, don't feed into it. Will you do me a favor? I know this is going to sound really stupid and really silly, but I'm really shaken up by this. I mean, this is my house. Would you guys just walk me around the backyard and around the house and see if we can see anything? You think the guy came back? Think he's here right now? Wait, wait, wait. What what do you know? They said they broke in through the back door, which I saw the, the glass broken out and I saw the blood, but maybe we're missing something. I, I don't know. You're going to have to get used to this kind of thing soon. You get one free freaked out from being broken into, but after this, you got to you got to grow up. Does this happen a lot to you guys? Like constantly. How many times have have we been broken into at this point, Roy? Is it seven or eight? Well, do you count all the times at, as kids? Because that was like in the forties that that happened. As they're talking, Pippa's going to think to herself, uh, "Maybe I'm getting in over my head here with these two, or maybe it's just the thing you need." Well, I mean, I would count that one time with the Trottersons down the street because we did that one on purpose. However, the one with Mrs. Wilson was really more of an accident, you know? Well, she kind of had it coming, so it was slightly premeditated, but I I would say it was an accident. They really have lived this. And now you will, too, because you have perfect memory. So as we're talking, Pippa's just, like, walking in this, like, abstergo world of our remembrance. If you're going to uh, search around your property at the same time that it's also being forensic, then that could be a problem. You might have to stealth. 
needed a 60. I rolled an 85. I've never seen her in my life. Hey, uh, Pippa, did you need something? No, I was just going around back to see if maybe anything else was damaged. Oh, no, we'll get that. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Okay. Now, you've been through a lot. I know you're, you're okay. probably wanting to make sure everything's okay. But I just am worried about everything. Just let us do our job tonight. And then tomorrow you can come back and, and check things out. My azaleas are back there. No, we'll take care of the azaleas. We'll take a look at them. Don't take care of them. You mean... I got two guys back there right now. They're setting up some spotlights. Okay. We're going to take a quick look around. Trust me, it's just going to take like four or five hours. 45 hours? Just trust me, all right? You, you have a good night now, Pip. So, uh, yeah, you uh, come back shamefacedly to the guys. Not getting in there tonight, boys. We're gentlemen. We've got to go to another house. I get all my keys off the counter. <laughs> that was a bust. I rolled horribly. Do you guys want to go back to Blaine Manor? Do you mind if I stay there for tonight? No, of course not. Feel free. Well, I want to go talk with my assistant. I don't really want to talk to you right now. What What do you want? I just I just wanted to apologize. And you take the rest of the week, okay? Anything you need. Paid. Really? Absolutely. What were you coming to see me about? Is everything okay? Everything's fine. I just, I, it's my, my grandma's birthday tomorrow. She's going to be 70 and I, I just wanted some time off to go see her. Absolutely. You can. Go ahead and give me a psychology roll. I need a 60. I rolled a 72. That's another fail. I got you some cook. I bought, I baked some cookies. What kind did you make? Or chocolate chip. That is so sweet of you. You're sure your grandma wouldn't like them better? No, she's diabetic. Oh, I am so sorry. I would love these. Do you mind if I share them with the with the boys? No, I, I, especially that one, Rocky. Oh, which one? Rocky, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to. If you want to, you could share them. I don't care. You want me to put a word in for you? What, what do you mean? Talk his ear up a little and put your name in it? I mean, if you would mind, maybe give him my number. Okay. I appreciate it. It's going to take me a couple days to get over this and just the emotional trauma in my eyes. But I appreciate it. All is forgiven. I, I'm sorry. All right. And I give her a hug and I say, I'll see you on Monday. You take it the whole week in the weekend. Okay. Yeah, thanks. She seems a little distracted looking over your shoulder at Rocky. Oh, Rocky. She goes to the uh, ambulance where they're basically tending to her before they let her go. Uh, Anything else you want to do? No, I think I'm good. Hey, Ken, do you mind driving? Oh, that was a mistake. Yeah, I'll drive. You guys uh, return back to Blaine Manor. And, of course, there's plenty of rooms to choose from, Pippa, if you need someplace. I'll choose Rocky's room. And uh, so is there anything you guys need to do uh, in the interim before tomorrow morning? Um, I think I'm just going to, like, sink into the couch a bit and see if anybody wants to just hang out and talk, have a glass of wine, just kind of take the edge off. Talking is for girls. Anybody want to roll for small talk? (laughs) (laughs) Crossy says slumber party. Not even a slumber party, just maybe somebody could have a few minutes. I'll sit up, I'll stay up. If you need me, I'll be in the bat cave, and I'm just going to... Be a line for the elevator. And as he goes to the elevator, I'm going to quietly run run up to him and catch him. As you do. Rocky. Oh my god, spray with pepper spray. I know this is weird, and everything is crazy tonight. My assistant likes you. And then I'll just yell, it's because she got pepper sprayed so she can't see what you look like. Rocky, I know I complain about her, but she is a sweet girl. If that's something you're into, I'm not pressuring you at all. I just want to let you know she's attracted to you. Okay. All right. Is that it? Yep. That is it. Let me know if you need any of my assistance. All right. 
and I'm going to step into the elevator. Rocky and Charlene sitting in a tree. I turn on my heels and head back over and pick up my glass of wine and plop down on the sofa. Next to Roy? Not next to him. You know how, like, it's an L-shaped sofa, and I'm in the corner of the L-shape, and he's at the far end. So, Roy, you have to tell me, why Ken? Is it like an alter ego or undercover or what? Just curious. I mean, I won't say anything, obviously. You know that already. I have many names and many places and many inches of this globe. You can drop the facade. It's me. Then I'll tell you, my real name isn't actually Roy Arroyo. It's not? What is it? No, that was a facade that I told you. Oh. My real name is Blaster McMassive. (laughs) CIA. Well, that sounds tempting. Well... Just to let you know, I probably won't believe much that comes out that mouth. Yeah, well, that's just because you haven't seen how convincing I can be. Roll a persuade. Hey, Roy, thanks for hanging with me. Yeah, I got nothing better going on. I kind of needed this. And I'm going to down the rest of my Chardonnay. Like I said, just get used to things like this happening. All right, I think I'm going to turn in. All right, I'm going to watch some Sports Center. Cut to Tuesday morning. Pippa has left the building and is on uh, the way back to the office to do some work. Rocky probably stayed up all night long, as usual. Lost complete track of time down there monkeying around. Close to lunch. There's a knock at the door. And Roy just happens to be right there. Uh, Hey, Ken, you in there? Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, I hope you don't mind me popping in like this. Uh, You're staying here, huh? Yeah, I'm around. Like I said, this is where I'm around at. I remember this place from uh, when we did the search after my dad disappeared. Pretty big place. Yeah, it's a living. Oh, where's that other guy? Uh, what was his name? Uh, was it Rocky or something? Yeah, you know that's Roy's kid brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that name does sound... He didn't look familiar, though. Yeah, it's because he's not very... He's not. He doesn't have the good looks of the average Arroyo family member. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, he- I heard he went off uh, to... Uh, he was, like, learning overseas or something. Yeah, he did some stuff. He, he did that whole travel around the world and expand your horizon thing. Really broke his mother's heart with that one. I gotta ask. Uh, I know you guys haven't been here long, but uh, he's kind of looking around a little bit. Uh, if you find anything weird here, just, you know, like... We, we searched it pretty good, but... We never found anything. We're doing our own little look around just because we're trying to kind of figure out what's happening, especially with Chucky Blaine, because we're kind of interested in him as well. So I'll keep you posted if we ever do find something. Since I'm hearing everything, I I do got a question. You mind walking with me? Yeah, to the kitchen and then to the couch. Outside, there's, there's something I want you to see outside. Oh, okay. Ever since my dad, you know, disappeared, I've been kind of, like, obsessed with the whole thing. And this place is, like, there's so many, like, nooks and crannies. I always wondered, the same as you, what was Chucky Blaine really up to, you know? I think he was just really, honestly, a, a weird guy. He always struck me as weird. I mean, the whole doctor thing, you know? Yeah, and then that whole, he was always hanging around with that chump Dan. Dan was all right. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. From what I heard, he was he was an okay character. Yeah, he was probably Matt's like best char- second best character, probably. You know all about the uh, what they say about uh, you know Charles Blaine doing the murders out in California. Yeah, I did hear that. Um, I think a lot of people think that Charles Manson and Charles Blaine are the same guy, though. Hey, honest mistake, really, when you think about it. Charles, Charles. Charles in charge, yeah. Charles in charge, yeah. I think uh, Scott Bale, too. He killed a bunch of people. He was in the Manson family. A lot of people don't know that about Scott Bale. Oh, shit. I just thought he had a big dick. Hey, my mistake.
Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes After Dark. Where we talk about Scott Bale. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just the whole thing, you know, Charles Blaine and then Samantha just being like that uh, just got me thinking. So I, I got a little hobby I got to tell you about. I've been doing like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Taxidermy? Drone footage. You know, like them drones you buy at like Best Buy? Oh, yeah. That's actually where I got mine is Best Buy. You can get like all kinds of footage, you know, from far above. And there's something out back here. You look just... Like 50 yards over there. You see that out back there? I'm pretty sure there was a well back there at one time. Yeah, probably. You want to take a look at that with me? Yeah, I'll go I'll go take a walk to the well. So I've been looking at, like, you know, Google Earth and all that and looking at the map and satellite footage. And it seemed like uh, there was a well there a while back. And now there's just like this looks like a big rubble heap. I wonder what could have happened there. That's kind of weird. I know. I get, you know, I got to thinking, you know, Samantha disappeared, my dad disappeared, that well disappeared. Well, a lot of people don't know. Charles Blaine's still a legal owner of this house. Yeah, I, I can see that, yeah. So. There's nobody around to, like, you know, declare him dead or whatnot. Just because nobody's seeing him doesn't mean that he's not around and creeping around in the dead of night murdering actresses. I think we might, might have seen that. Uh, there's not a whole lot of actresses dying around here, but. Well, okay, yeah, but, like, have you seen any hippie cults? You could be right. I don't know. He could be, like, uh, stalking around the other end of the states, you know? He might be out of the states. He might be, a, like, in Europe. That's true. He could be Brexit. I didn't mean... <laughs> I, was, I was deep in the jungle and there was this indigenous tribe that was talking about their version of the boogeyman and his name was Chuck Blaine. Let's take a look there. Let, you know, uh, may, maybe help me uh, help me out with this rock here. Let's just move this out of the way a little bit. Okay, I got it. All right, grab here. Just let's, let's pull together, okay? On three. Is it is it three, two, one pull or is it <laughs> I think one, it's two, pull three? two, three. Okay, let's pull and then we'll count. <laughs> Go ahead and pull. <laughs> Two, three. <laughs> and you see a little bit of a crack in the earth, a deep crevice. Without realizing it, you're starting to back away. Hey, what's wrong, kid? I'm getting bad sense from that. Are you psychic or something? No, I'm just smelling it bad. Yeah, it kind of stinks down there. Something, something smells a little like something's dead. You know, a man of my nature is only usually used to the smell of grain alcohol and tobacco, so... What do you think? Is something down there? You got, you got a flashlight by any chance? I just happen to have brought one. Oh, I got one too. Mine's high powered. Is yours? What? No, I got like the little uh, D cell. Oh, so I think we'll use mine then. Just uh, give it a flash down. Let's see if we can see anything. And I'll give a high powered flash down there. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden. I need a 75. I got a 49. That's a success. So you see the swirling mist and you think you see two little glinting eyes, but it's Probably just some graphite in the rock reflecting. Hey, you see anything down there, buddy? And I'm getting a couple of options here. One, which I think is pretty unlikely, is there's a bunch of rocks and stuff down there. But what I think is more likely, like 100%, is this is where he's putting the bodies. You think there's bodies down there? You think we should dig? I just saw a pair of eyes. They were looking at me. Okay, well, I, th- I think we're going to need to... Call in some equipment. We can't do this by our own. Well, we lifted one rock. There's like there's more rocks. It's not that hard. Yeah, but if if there's bodies down there, we gotta we gotta get some equipment out here and be careful about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like we can just move the rocks and make sure there's bodies before we bring any more feds crawling around. 
Ken, I, I realize you're not a cop, and, but I got to do things by the book. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how about you and I go into town and uh, we'll talk to Tina and we'll, we'll, we'll work this stuff out. You know, your dad always said something that I think might be relevant in this scenario. What's that? Your dad always said the book was written by people who have never been cops out on the job and anyone that follows the book is a dumb moron. So I think we ought to move these rocks. Give me a persuade roll. Oh, I need a 50. I got a two that's an extreme. You know, Ken, you're making a whole lot of sense right about now. All right, I'm going to take off my shirt. I'll take my pants off. It's going to be a hot day out here, but uh, I think we could do it. High five, brother. And then we'll have a, a Rocky Three montage. We'll do the... The Predator Handshake. All right, so you guys uh, start moving some rocks from the uh, decimated well. Meantime, uh, Rocky has come up from the Batcave to find everybody gone. Where the hell did they all go? You just hear grunting in the distance. Wander into the kitchen and pour myself a mug of coffee. And you see what appears to be an envelope tucked underneath the kitchen door. Well, well, what do we have here. I'm going to pick the envelope up, uh, walk back to the table, take another sip of coffee, and I'm going to open it and see what's inside. It is an unmarked sealed envelope. It pops open readily. And inside is a small note, which reads, prepare for transmission. And also in the envelope is a SIM card. Quickly power off the the cheap phone that I carry around as a burner that I like to switch out every now and then just for safety. Pop out the SIM card that I bought with it and pop in the new one and turn it back on. And you see this strange symbol that you don't recognize. It doesn't really make any sense to you. It doesn't look like it's any particular brand of cellular service, but it does show that it is connecting to some sort of secure signal. And then a message pops up on the screen that says, stand by for encoded message. This may take a while. Please do not power off communication device. Thank you for your patience. While I'm waiting, I'm going to just start doodling that symbol onto the envelope. And as you're doodling and waiting to see if, like, anything's going to pop up, uh, there is a knock at the front door. Pocket my phone, leave the envelope on the table, and I'm going to stride up to the front door and look through the peephole on the front to see who's out front. And standing on the front stoop is Charlene with a plate of cookies. Gonna open the door. I'm sorry, Pippa isn't here at the moment. Um, I believe she's at the office. I actually came to see you. Okay. And may I inquire as to why? I made a second batch of cookies and I thought I'd drop them by. And Didn't you oh say your grandmother's funeral was today? Oh, no, it was a birthday, wasn't oh, it? Oh, not funeral, birthday. Yeah, well, it's actually a little bit of a white lie. Do you mind if I come in? If you must. Is that coffee? Uh, do you have another cup? Um, probably something somewhere in the refrigerator kitchen. Oh, I know the way. And she walks straight to the kitchen. Yeah, that's something that I just told Pippa. I, I honestly, I just got some friends I want to meet in the city. Uh, so you know how it goes, right? I mean, you could have just asked for time off. I mean, she seems like a nice enough person. Yeah, she is. She is. She's pretty fair, but she just doesn't understand. You know, I'm a certain age and I like to go out and have fun with people. And, you know, she's not that way. So here's your coffee. Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, did you make this yourself? Well, I, we have a Keurig machine right over there. I just... Keurig? Is that your middle name? Sounds so foreign. So exotic. 
So swarthy. Yep, that's my name, Rocky Keurig Arroyo. To be honest, I didn't actually bake these. I just picked them up at the bakery downtown. You know, you know, the bakery. Ah, yes, the bakery, which is right down the street from the grocery store. Yes, I was I was there a few days ago. But I did spring for the uh, walnuts. I, I hope you're not allergic. Well, here's hoping. So uh, how do you know Pippa? Well, um, I was uh, looking for somewhere, uh, a nice quiet town, a nice house, and it just so happens that she was the one who was selling this domicile. We took a tour, and um, I've kind of been here since kind of love it first sight i i understand that so it's uh it's an older house but it uh there's there's no door to older houses that have their their secrets oh you know about this place right i've looked around the house yes yeah i mean but you know charles blaine and oh yes no i've been i've been told the stories of mr blaine it seemed rather far-fetched if you ask me oh i totally agree i don't i don't uh, believe all that hoopla about him killing a bunch of people and hiding the bodies in the basement that's like local myth you know local legend yes. that sort of I mean, thing i've but... been to the basement it's i mean you could use some work but it definitely no bodies down there so pippa just sold you this place well we're in the process at the moment um Oh, that's right. That guy who called who said he was Charles Blaine. Yes, we're we're helping to kind of figure out what's going on with that. And, you know, you can never be too careful, especially in real estate titles and deeds. And I don't blame you. You want it, you want it to be clean and clear, you know? Thank you for your help last night. You were at least a shoulder to cry on. Of course. If you're not doing anything tonight, I'll be at the tapas bar around 7. Well, I'll... See, I, I do have a, several appointments I need to make today. I'm a couple of friends up at the university that I need to, to ask some questions. Um, I've been a couple of people out for surveys. I'm looking at running some high-speed internet lines out to this place. Um, I'll see you at 7, then. And she finishes her coffee and heads out the door. Looking to get the bathrooms renovated. You know, Looking to go for maybe some white subway tile. It's always classy. She's driving down the street and he keeps talking. So uh, we'll switch to Pippa, who is working. Uh, trying to catch up in the office. You've already swung by the house and and uh, straightened up as best you can. Actually, when all said and done, the damage is superficial. It's not like a big deal to like put a few things back in place. And you could do a little bit more cleaning tonight because you're going to have to cover a little bit because Charlene's off. So you go back into the office and take a few phone calls. And you're kind of getting the sensation that uh, for some reason, Realty in Arkham is starting to pick up slightly. It's kind of weird. And then you get a phone call. Arkham Realty, how can I help you? Yes, uh, it, it's Professor Peasley. Maybe maybe you will remember me from yesterday. We talked about having lunch today, and I wondered if you were still free. You know what? I am not. My assistant had an accident, and she is out for the rest of the whole week. It's extremely busy. I'm the only one here. Well, then I shan't take any more of your time. There's one other thing. Did your father ever mention, in relation to the Starstone, something called the Library City? No, that does not sound familiar. And you said a star stone? Uh, yes, uh, the stone that well, I would like to buy from you. Or if you would like to donate it to the college, that would be nice too. So the Library City doesn't ring a bell? It does not. Should it? Oh, damn. I was hoping, yes. Uh, Doesn't the university have a library? Yes, this is uh, a little different, however. Okay, like I said, I'm extremely busy. I apologize, but I've really got I've got two appraisals that are not getting done. Uh, would you be free for dinner tonight? Tonight, let me check. Uh, it'd have to be late. I don't. I have my last showing at seven. 
so it'd probably be about 745 if if well, that's that would okay be excellent yes there is the uh italian restaurant down, down oh i haven't been to that one yet since they remodeled can i meet you there at eight i'll be there at 745 pre-gaming so to speak we call that fluffied in the industry Oh, oh, Lordy. Thank you for meeting me. I, did, I, I really appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. I hang up. All right. Uh, see, see you later. I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so we'll cut to Tuesday night. Roy, you and Bugsy Jr. had ripped into the well, and you got about an hour's worth of work in shifting some rocks around when a bit of the ground gave way almost like a sinkhole, and pulled in some of the rocks to completely plug it again. You're both very disappointed at this turn of events, and you're both really tired and exhausted because it was quite a lot of work. Bugsy is pretty staunch about, yeah, we need to get some some heavier machinery in here to try to get these stones to excavate. And uh, he'll try to do that on the sly. Uh, You shower up, not together, unless you want to be together. Everyone else has dates. Yeah, might as well. Thankfully, you took off your pants and uh, shirts, so those are nice and clean. Your tidy whities are filthy. (laughs) And Bugsy Jr. drives you into town where uh, you have a few beers and then maybe a couple more beers and... And then a couple of beers. (laughs) And uh, Rocky. So, yeah, you're kind of on the hook for meeting Charlene. So we'll put all three of you guys downtown at separate places. <laughs> Let's say Charlene stood you up. She got murdered in Boston. She does not appear. You show up at the restaurant. So you end up having tapas all by yourself, which actually is kind of a relief. Sitting there, eating tapas, staring at my phone, waiting for a transmission. And Pippa, you show up fashionably late to the Italian restaurant. But uh, there is a distinguished looking gentleman uh, dressed in three piece, despite the weather. And he stands up immediately as you approach the table. Oh, yes, uh, Miss Chatterton. Nice to meet you in the flesh. Why do you have a three-piece swimsuit on? It's quite fetching, don't you think? It's a little tight and revealing. Well, I'm trying to take off the pounds, but uh, here we are, pasta. No, no, no. I like it. I'm sorry to cut to the chase, but uh, do you happen to have this stone with you? I've been thinking about it a lot driving today. It's not something I can part with. My father gave this to me, and it was the last thing that I was able to get before he passed. I completely understand. I apologize. I I had to ask, as you can imagine. It is my duty. Gross. To, uh, you know, put the university's interests at heart. Of course. Please sit down. Please sit down. Oh, thank you. I've already uh, taken the opportunity to order some wine, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Hopefully it's 2020 Chardonnay. From a box. It's 2031. I knew it! I guess if the stone is off the table, so to speak, perhaps we can speak more freely now. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I'm I'm a bit happy to hear that. Uh, tell me, uh, you, so your father never mentioned the library city, but did he ever mention the guardianship? You know, I don't think so, but that does sound a little familiar. Maybe I read it somewhere? I would love to fill you in on all the details. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the first date. But I'm afraid we'll have to do that back at my office at Miskatonic. What I can tell you is that your father was the guardian of that stone. The guardian of the galaxy. What do you mean by guardian? He was tasked, and he looks around the restaurant to make sure no one else is eavesdropping, to protect the Yithian Starstone. From who? There are forces who are even now looking for it. My house was broken into. What? When? 
last night. Oh, my lord. Was it taken? No, no, no. I keep it with me. It's my good luck charm. It's from my dad. Oh, it's it's much more than that, Pippa. What do you mean? It has powers. Powers? We, we shouldn't speak anymore here in open public. Please tell me you'll meet me tomorrow at my office. I can give you all the details, and I have letters from your father. <gasps> you have letters from dad? I do. Yes, he and I discussed this at great length. Like 12 inches. Oh. Um, I didn't want to see anything when I saw your three-piece, but um, let me check my schedule real quick. I pull out my phone and check it. I could probably meet you around 2.15, but only for like 20 minutes. I, I really don't have much time. Is that okay? That should be fine. Yes, we'll make do. We'll make do. Well, I don't want to make anything with you. Pippa, I, I will see you tomorrow. I, I have some preparations. Are we not going to eat? Feel free to eat. I've already taken the liberty of ordering for you, so I must return to my offices and prepare to dig up the documents and all that. I will see you tomorrow. Oh, two. Fifteen. Okay. All right. Good night. I love you. He runs. He ordered you oysters and raw onions. I start spinning in circles. <laughs> Pippa finishes her meal. Veal parmesan. Rocky finishes his meal. And Ken slash Roy finishes his beer and chicken wings. There's no finishing that. And the three of you come out of each individual restaurant, immediately recognizing each other across the street. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, guys, what, you two? What? Uh, you also notice that there are lots of other people. A bunch of citizens are clogging the sidewalks. And they're all, like, chattering amongst each other. Circus, 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 circus. McGurkis. Circuit City. And you can hear a faint music drifting in with the wind down the street. It sounds like Calliope. Everybody is focused their attention at the end of the street leading away from out of town. You see these shadows, shapes begin to materialize. They look like children. We're children, we're children. As they get closer, you see they're not children necessarily. They're mimes. We're mimes, we're mimes. <laughs> Grinning mimes painted in white face they're not children at all they're little people oh cool smiling gaily and prancing and capering around and they're handing out little bits of candy to some of the children who happen to be there don't eat that there's razor blades in it and as they get closer and closer to you you can see they're also handing out what appear to be bracelets as a matter of fact pippa one hands one to you. Do you take it? Yes. Roy, do you take it? No. Rocky, do you take it? Yes, but I don't put it on. I pocket it. Ask Ken if he takes it. Does Bugsy take it? Bugsy does. Yeah, he's kind of has this half smile on his face. He's quite drunk. He thinks it's amusing. Now's the appropriate time to use your pepper spray, Pippa. What, what, are, these, what are these little guys up to? It's just, well, look at this. This is a nice bracelet. Look, that, that's fine craftsmanship there, right there. That's, look, look, gemstones in there? What is that? Anybody got an appraise roll for me? I needed a 60 and I rolled a 9, which is extreme. So, Pippa, you take a look at it. It's quite clearly not terribly valuable. Costume jewelry. Yeah, but finely crafted to look pretty dang close. Why don't you give me a spot hidden pip? I needed a 30. I rolled a 76, which is a fail. How about you, Rock? I needed a 60. I rolled a 2. That is an extreme success. There are these little etchings in the gemstones themselves. As near as you can make out, they're gibberish. They don't make any sense. So they just look like random symbols. They don't look like letters or... They're not a language that you 
can understand. Uh, maybe uh, if you knew somebody who had an anthropology background, or actually, you can roll me a Cthulhu Mythos if you want. I needed a seven. I rolled an eighty-five. It gives you this weird, like, chill down your spine when you see it, but it kind of looks like it doesn't make any sense. Just random characters in an unknown language, so. Probably French. Unknown language. Well, I do need to make a stop by the university, so maybe I can see if there's anybody in the anthropology department who can help me. I like how you stole that idea from me when I said it yesterday, but okay. And as Rocky is intently looking at the bracelet, there is a procession of horse-drawn carriages. Each of these carriages has a coachman dressed up in a fez and wearing flowing yellow and red robes. Fezes are cool. Fezes rule. Each of the carriages has a banner on the side that is different. The first one says, See the Lizard Folk. And there's this stylized picture of lizard men. That's not politically correct. The next one says, Gasp at the lover's embrace. And there's these two sexually entwined twins. That's also not politically correct. Yeah, but it's hot. The next one says, Fear the fire eaters. And it shows a man swallowing a flaming sword. You really shouldn't reference Pacific Islanders like that. It's not It's not, It's not. not politically correct. Pacifically correct? And the next one says, Thrill at geeks and freaks. Okay, now that's not really correct. We like the term nerd. Legally distinguishable from popular show, Freaks and Geeks. It's just the DVD copies of that show, (laughs) Freaks and Geeks. And the very last one says, Starbucks Twilight Show begins Friday. Pretty sure that's copyright infringement. Battlestar Galactic is coming after you. Uh, I'm going to need each of you to give me a spot hidden, please. Uh, I burned my spot hidden on the last one. I needed a 60, I rolled a 91. I needed a 75, I rolled a 40. I needed a 30, I rolled a 12. That's hard. Pippa and Roy both recognize, after just like one or two carriages go by that, that looks like the same guy driving each of the carriages. Quadruplets. Knew it. And Pippa recognizes that this guy looks quite a lot like Tommy Dolby, the banker from Boston who is missing. And as the final carriage disappears down the road, several hulking shadows caper as a kind of caboose to the procession. Over large, nearly seven feet tall clowns are somberly, wide-eyed, vaguely menacing, shambling after the final carriage. And as they pass, one of them looks meaningfully at Rocky, grins to reveal sharpened teeth, then holds up his hand as if to wave, and then brings up his other hand, the single finger, to indicate six. And he nods knowingly at Rocky. I shoot him six times. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I'm going to end up shooting those clowns, whether they want it or not. They have it coming. Please don't come on clowns. It's not (laughs) nice. It's a separate OnlyFans for that. 
And then my my prediction is after he shoots those clowns, he's going to find some way to fucking moral high ground me. Like, oh, when you shoot things, it's bad. But when I shoot things, it's, it's, it's they're clowns. They're clowns. So they're, they're exempt because they're clowns. So we got the weird jewel that Pippa has. We got the professor who's been asking questions about it. We got the weird SIM card in my phone. Now we have the circus that shows up as soon as he starts talking about people who want that stone. Clearly, there's a connection here. Oh, this is crazy. Gotta go to the circus, I guess. Do, 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 do. I shoot the calliope. All right, let's uh, let's do some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Go ahead and roll some DC hundred. Brian, start us off. Uh, Netflix just had a new series come out called uh, Yasuki. It's about a African. It's actually based on a true story, but obviously they took liberties. It's an animation. He came from Africa and fought alongside a mighty feudal lord in the brutal 16th century of Japan. They called him the Black Samurai. But then he became a legend after a huge battle and a loss he went into hiding kind of and became a a boatman where he would just take people up and down the river and kind of lived a simple life until this little girl in the town that he was staying in developed powers so he vowed to protect her and take her to a specialist to train her and the whole aspect is this mission of him getting the little girl safely to where they need to go as they're getting hunted by the original evil that he fought against and lost when he was a samurai yasuki first seasons on netflix i enjoyed it immensely cool 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 thank you brian and we're gonna move along to gabe i'm going to start this recommendo with a controversial yet correct opinion the n64 is a garbage system with like eight good games ever and like only like four good games that hold up one of those games is perfect and it's pokemon snap the also kind of bad with not many good games system the Nintendo Switch just released their best game so far, new Pokemon Snap. It's a blast. It made a Switch worth it for me. I don't love a lot of Nintendo products. I don't care about Zelda. I don't care about Mario much. I like Mario Kart, but Crash Team Racing's better. Uh, the one thing I do like is Pokemon and not the last four generations. So it's very interesting for me to have found that I really have enjoyed Pokemon Snap because it is such just, it's just casual rolling. You're you're taking pictures of Pokemon. That's the game. You're framing it as good as you can. You're like, oh, look at that. It's a Tang growth. If you know the Pokemon, that's good. Unfortunately, there's some like stupid Pokemon in it that shouldn't exist. Like, any Pokemon from, like, Generation 7 that's in it is trash. It's okay, because you're just taking pictures, and it's, like, the most relaxing game since Stardew Valley. Because other relaxing games have little things in it that piss you off and are stupid. Like Animal Crossing, you can't play that game at night because it's dumb. But this game, you're rolling through the track. Look, there's a Quagsire. If you want to chuck apples at it to make it move, you can do that. It's, it's, it's a blissful... That's the best thing I can say about it. So that's new Pokemon Snap. It's very cleverly named. Alright, thanks Gabe. That sounds awesome. I like the casual game. Uh, Matt, you're up next. I also have a game tonight. I'm always a fan of those little games that you find tucked into the corner of Steam that can sometimes be a little bit offbeat that are usually made by one or two people, but you can tell they're a real, like, 
labor of love uh, kind of indie games. And that's what I have tonight. My latest game that I've been binging is a game called Luck Be a Landlord. And what it is, is it is a, I guess you could call it a, how do I put this? Uh, a roguelike deck builder. However, instead of collecting cards you collect symbols for a slot machine because you see you have to be able to pay rent for your apartment and the way you do that is by spinning your slot machine and every time you spin it you get money based on the symbols that are on there and at the end of each spin you add a symbol you keep building up these these the reels on your slot machine to make more money and there are symbols that are worth more as you go along there are interactions between symbols and it just becomes this this compounding game of okay i have to figure out, you know, I need to make a hundred more coins in four spins to pay my rent. And how do you do that? And it's a bit of a bit of randomness, a, a bit of luck, but with the sheer number of symbols and interactions and there are items that you can get that can change how things work. It's a really weird game to try to describe, but it is a ton of fun and it is something that's really great because you can hop in play a round or two and hop out. It's a fairly quick game if you want it to be. I've been playing a lot of this i've streamed it once or twice it's always fun um so if you're a fan of deck builders or roguelites or if you just like games that are digital crack go ahead and dig up luck be a landlord on steam it's only 10 bucks so it's definitely worth every single penny thank you matt appreciate that and i'll go last guys uh tonight my recommendo is going to be star wars jedi fallen order hey who am i to break a trend right so we're going to talk about games tonight this is developed by respawn entertainment and published by electronic arts it follows the story of cal kestis a jedi padawan who is hiding out as a salvage scrapper on braca whose force powers are revealed and now he's running for his life from the Empire. Uh, he gets into a series of adventures, hooking up with a former Jedi and a starship pilot to find other Force-sensitive children to protect and also to join their mission. All the while, he's rediscovering his Jedi powers, which have been sort of suppressed. Now, I was more of a Star Trek guy growing up. I mean, I love Star Wars, but I just never really got into the lore that deep. Because of this one, I'm sort of soaking up the mythology. That, in combination with the Disney Plus stuff, the mechanics and controls of the game are relatively straightforward, though jumping and ledge grabbing can be a little iffy. The one thing I have trouble is, uh, if you're using a controller, is like you jump on and grab something, you have to hold on with the left trigger and sort of move around while you're holding on. It's a little tricky at first, but you kind of get the hang of it. Graphics are cinematic, which I really like. The cutscenes are cool, really selling the story, but they do tend to go on a little bit longer than you expect them. I don't mind it because it it sort of fills in the whole movie-like quality. Fighting and using the Force powers is satisfying, along with fun lightsaber customization and perk upgrades. I really like the level design, but it also rewards exploration and gives you a reason to return to particular planets because uh, you didn't have certain powers before, so now you can go back and reattempt these things that you couldn't get to. So finish certain puzzles. It's really kind of nice. In the final analysis, I feel like the closest thing to playing a Star Wars movie, though I do wish uh, a little bit that the protagonist had been a bit more tailored to be customized to the player's preference because it's kind of weird to be like, you're playing this guy who looks exactly like this. In the mythology, Cal Kestis' story is sort of set in stone in the Lucasfilm Bible. So so anyways, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, surprised me and I really, really like it. So pick that up if you can. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. 
You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody wants to join the planning committee for the Circus McGurkis Massacre that's coming up next week, we're looking for people to supply both guns and ammunition. Uh, we need a leader for the mime team. Uh, we definitely need a couple of trained people to help with the elephants, but overall it's uh, looking like we're going to get all of them. So if you feel like you can help us wipe out that circus once and for all, uh, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid, and we'll definitely find a spot for you. And if N64 nerds want to come at me defending a game that they haven't played in 17 years, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Uh, did he say Gherkin? Let me know. You can reach out to me at Brian Podcast. Until next time, roll for transmission. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.